glad you are availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals have been helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray the ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now let's receive the message. Today we're talking about light. Light. Very, very important. You can see that in this room there are a lot of lights in this place. Why? Because we want to see clearly. Lights are good for illumination. Lights are good also to expose us to opportunities. Lights helps us to know that there are great resources for us to take opportunities of. You see, when you walk in darkness, you don't know the opportunities that are passing you by. So it's important for you to understand that lights are very key to our success in life. In the Bible, the Bible says that a lot of people knew their lights available, but they rather want to live in darkness because of their deeds. But as children of God, I just want to encourage you to know that the more light in your life, the better your life becomes. Amen. Without light, you might have Christ in you, you might have God as your support, but your life will not get anywhere because these two people came to bring light to you. They, they, they came to bring you to a place of illumination. Uh, in Psalm 36, <clears throat> I just want to read two Psalms, and then we can build from there. Psalm 36, verse 16, says that righteousness is like the great mountain. Thy judgments are a great deep, O Lord, thou preserved man and beast. So God preserves his, what? his creation. Verse 17, you're there? Sorry, verse 7. I was reading from Psalm 36, verse 6. Verse 7 says, How excellent is thy righteousness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Verse 8, They shall be bounty, abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. Verse 9, read with me. For with me is the fountain of life, and in that light shall we see light. Shall we see light? I'll read again. For with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light shall we see light. So we can't live a life of pleasure if you don't have an established relationship with God. If we're not established in the house of God, we can't be satisfied with God's fatness. If we choose to walk around the house and not stay in the house. See, the house of God is very, very important for our light. The light the life of God in the house of God is provided by God. And when we have the life of God in us, there's nothing we can do than to be exposed to light. Say light. Light. Light is very, very important. Let's go to Psalm 11915. <coughs> Psalm 119, verse 105. Very, very important. 
Psalm 119, and all the scriptures are very key for your upliftment. I will pray that you memorize it and let it stick in your spirit. Psalm 119, verse 105, what does it say? It says, Thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. I say that again. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you see, God's house needs the light of God. Amen. Why does God's house need the light of God? Because it is in His house that light is disseminated. It is in His house that God shines His light upon His people. So those of you who have chosen not to go to church, which is the house and the pillar of the, uh, our faith anymore, you see, you are losing out on the light of God, the glorious gospel that shines to our darkness to eliminate our darkness, to give us light to see our lives properly and opportunity that life presents to us. It's very, very important. See, these Psalms all talk about light. The 36 9 says that in thy light we'll see light. So there are levels of light, there are grades of light. Certain lights you can just use to see. Certain light you can see further. Certain lights you can use to cut, like laser. Laser is light, but it's concentrated. Amen? And God wants us to understand that having just the light to become born again is not enough. But the light that brought you into Christ can expose you to plenty. The light that brought you into Christ can expose you to what? Divine health. The light that brought you into Christ can that same light give you favor with God and man. Because this light is the word of God. Anybody still here? Because when you stop reading the word of God, you have light, but your light can be limited. Somebody say hallelujah. I want you to cut this revelation and understand it, that God will not create a man without giving him light. You see, we only understand how darkness operates when we understand how the lights operate. Darkness cannot work without light and light cannot work without darkness. Both complement each, each other, but you have to know when to take advantage of the light of God to make an increase or success in the life He's called you to live. That's why I'm talk, talking about this subject. A lot of people don't know that it takes light to even become successful. It takes light to become what? Prosperous. If God has given you any opportunity to make it, and you're living in darkness or semi-darkness, which is more uh, semi-light, uh, which is more dangerous, because ignorance is more dangerous than one illiteracy. A lot of people that know partially think they know more than everybody else. Those who really, really know are more humble. Because uh, the Bible says that the knowledge of God is past finding out. Because those of us that are on a quest to know God, the more we want to know Him, the more we realize we don't know Him at all. So I'm talking about a very intense subject. Time will not permit me to exhaust it all. But I'll condense it for you to understand that God himself is the light I'm talking about. John said, you can open to John 1, 3 to 5, it says, In him was life, and the life became the light of man. 
John chapter 1, 3 to 5. In him, the four is what I'm paraphrasing. In him was light, and the light became the light of men. So can I say, please say that if you're outside Christ, you're still walking in darkness? Because you see, if he has chosen to put light in one person, and for that person to introduce light to us, then it means that we have to be in that person to enjoy that light. In him was light. This light is the Zoe, the God kind of light, not the bio light. Because the bio light, as a matter of fact, was darkened through the disobedience of the first Adam. So all of us who came after the first Adam, even though we think we're walking in light, we're walking in darkness. But the Bible said by the prophet Isaiah, it says, those that sat in darkness saw a great light. This light has been there from the foundations of the world. It was introduced, he was introduced, he was introduced into the world at the right time. Paul told the Galatians, in the fullness of time, God sent his son. He sent his son to eliminate the darkness of this world. <coughs> You see, their mind is so darkened that the glorious gospel cannot shine. Not because they chose not to receive the gospel, but because there is a gross darkness covering their hearts. And they need the light of God. So as a child of God, don't take for granted the opportunity to have a relationship with God, let alone hear the word of God and respond to it. There are a lot of people that are hearing the same gospel you had that saved you. But they can't change because their heart is darkened. So you need to guard that light jealously. Make sure that the light of God in you is protected so that you become a productive citizen of your country and of your church. Very, very important. Because when you don't protect that light, either it will not go further to help you to be able to enjoy the life God has called you to live, or the devil will make an attempt to deem that light. Very, very key. You have to understand that. Without the light, you cannot what, have any life without the light. I'm still on John 1, 3 to 15. It's important. If your eye is all over the place, looking for help from weird and odd places, there's an opportunity your light will be deemed or darkened. When you read Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 to 23, Jesus cautioned them. He says, let your eye be single and your whole body will be full of light. It's not a literal statement. Your whole body gets full of light if your light, your eye is single. How many of you see a one one-eyed human being before. We call them monsters, right? So Jesus is not saying that you need to have one eye. He's telling you have what? A tenacity of purpose. Have a single mind. Have an understanding that if the light in you is Christ, your life will become prosperous. Amen. So keep your eyes single. means that you don't tend to the left nor to the right. When Jacob was blessing his children, one of his sons, he told unstable as waters you will not excel. Reuben, I remember, he said unstable as water you will not excel because Reuben's mind is not stable. Reuben tomorrow 
wants to do this, next time wants to do that, he doesn't have a single eye. Say single eye. If your eye is not single, you're always tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. If your eye is not single, it's because you don't have what? Uh, a, 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 a strong discipline to make a decision and live by it. But if you are a child of God and the light of God is in you, the Bible says that you have to have a single eye. Tell somebody single eye. Because if your eye is not single, the devil will try to what? Deceive you out of your own God-given purpose. Some people will have to come to a place to understand that there is a light bearer that God has given to us. And that person is the Christ. Say the Christ. the Christ. From the scriptures we've read so far, he's the light of the world. He came to eliminate our darkness. He came to bring us a place where when we come find our way in the large scheme of things in life, when we come to him, he makes it easier for us. Personally, if you're watching me personally, my only biggest testimony in life is because I found Christ early. Because when I look at the way my life was going and the way my mind works, I realize that if I didn't give my life to Christ, like by now, I don't know where I would have been. I don't know about other people. Some people can choose to say that, well, uh, it's just uh, the figment of my imagination. But if your imagination can give you a peaceful and a successful life, please follow that imagination. It's very, very important for you to understand that I'm not talking about the religious Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the Christ, the life-giving force Christ, who comes to change our life from uselessness into usefulness. My life became useful and I had purpose because I gave my life to Christ. He gave me light. You see, so God wants us to have that same understanding that he uses People, say people. people. You see, with Christ, you get a spiritual relationship with God, and your life becomes meaningful. But God has chosen men, say men, men. that he has empowered with the same light that shines light on our darkness every time we come to fellowship. And those are the men and the women of God God has chosen into your life. God placed them there to eliminate your darkness so that you'll be able to see your world, your way, and your world clearer. Listen, this is where I sound a very good, good caution to those of you who are following entities who doesn't have the light, but they profess to have it. You see, every man of God called of God has something to help you make it in life. And this thing is from the light of the glorious gospel. Anyone God has placed over you that preaches the word of God to you, that reminds you of your responsibility, that reminds you of your role in the kingdom of God, is the light in your life. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. See, because if Christ could have done it all, would he have given some apostles, some teachers, some evangelists, some prophets, and some apostles for the edifying of the body of Christ? See, edification simply means to build up. To build up. Edifice is a building. How does building come up? <coughs> you first have to dig a hole, lay a foundation, and build what? Step by step. Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. 
You see, the church has now desist from the understanding that church is not supposed to be an entertaining center. And church is supposed to be an illumination center where people go and get enlightened every day they enter into that place so that they would live a life worthy of the call of Christ. Very, very important. And if you don't know, you would never know. No, I'm telling you, if you don't know, you never know. So God has endowed people, I'm telling you. There are people God has blessed with great revelation knowledge. That when you sit under them, you realize your life begins to change from glory to glory and from faith to faith. And unfortunately, these are the people that wouldn't have even 30 people sitting under their feet. Because there's a generation of people who don't appreciate the life. They rather want to live in darkness. But somebody will provide them a pseudo light. Say pseudo light. Pseudo. Something that looks like the light, but it won't take you anywhere. So where is the word? Where is the light coming from? It's coming from the word that man or woman of God preaches or teaches you every Sunday. It could be in the form of teaching, education, motivation, empowering, calling you from your comfort zone to be all that God has called you to be. And this is why we're here, Wisdom International Network Ministries. I mean, our local church being Wisdom Chapel International, we're here to provide that for people who really wants to do real ministry and wants to serve God without any compromise. And sometimes it sounds as if uh, we're just doing it around. But we want to throw invitation. If you want to come around, we're in the Bronx. Come and visit us, one of our services. We don't look like much, but when you come and you leave and you didn't learn anything, we bet you, if we're a business, we'll say we'll refund your time and your money back mm -hmm. to you. But we're not a business. We're about our Father's business. Amen. See, light is important. Light, say light. Light. light is very, very key. In 2 Samuel 21, I mean, you can read the whole chapter, but I want to use this as an example. Since I told you, God gave us light through His Son, and He's given a light through men and women is chosen. Uh, there's an example that I want you to see. David came from obscurity, came from a place of nowhere. He was nobody. Even his own family didn't know his work. And that's a serious aspect that I will maybe take time to go into it later. You see, God always takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Mm -hmm. See, David was chosen by God to raise a nomadic tribe into a nation. And this thing was done not by David's effort, but rather by his obedience to the call God called him. Some people think that when you say God has called you, everything is going to be nice and dandy, and you know from A to Z, from 1 to one trillion. No. When God calls you, He brings the awareness to your spirit and He takes you on a journey. And that's where I, I like because you see, sometimes you don't know how the next turn is going to be but you take the step by faith anyway and you take everything that comes with it. You see, good, bad and indifferent is allowed by God. I'll say that and explain it a little bit so that nobody will put me wrongly. You see, God would even allow evil to come to you. Romans 8, 28. God will make all things work together for good to them that love God. 
into those who are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. How did Paul come about with that? Because he's lived with God so long to know that sometimes God even doesn't have evil, but he allows it. He allows it so that he will, he will use that to define what he could do even in darkest moments. If you're a child of God, don't pray evil away. Sometimes ask God's strength to overcome evil. Because evil will come whether you like it or not. So David went through all these rough patches so that he could build his strength in God. All the Psalms you read that are written by David, you can hear a tone of somebody who was struggling, but he was what? Resolved. He was so disciplined, wanting to please God. And the Bible says that in the last days, the weakest person among us, New Testament believers, are going to be like David. This is why I love David. Because in all his ups and downs, his inconsistencies, in all his failures, he still kept his focus on the light. He kept his focus on where God is taking him. So he didn't sit down one day to contemplate quitting. He rather begged God, God, please, I know I've blown it. Don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Don't take your presence because from my childhood, your presence has made me who I am. Your presence has made me realize how significant life is. But look at uh, verse 17. Somebody open to uh, 2 Samuel 21. You see, when you walk with God in the light, people will recognize the light in you. Let me say that again. When you walk with God in the light, People will recognize who you are without you saying it. Second Samuel, I'm trying to open it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Second Samuel 21. I said verse, but 17. David has now grown very, very, you know, old. His reflexes have become very slow. The guy was a man of war from his childhood. He knows how to chase a bear, kill a bear, and take the sheep God has committed into his hands. So he started using weapons of war. You know the story of David and Goliath? He killed, he killed Goliath with just one stone. You see, if you're walking in the light of God, things become easier for you. You might not understand how things work, but God will work for you just because you're walking in the light of God. Are you here? Is anybody here? So in 2 Samuel, they went to fight. They went to fight. They went to have a battle. And while they were fighting, you know, the Philistines were one of their arch enemies. And then the Philistines, one of the Philistines tried to take David out. Mm -hmm. And then look at what he said. What uh, Abishai, who was able to avoid the attack on David. If you have it, you can read it for me if you have another version, please. And read it as loud as you can. But Abishai, the son of Zeruah, came to David's aid. All right, you see? Because the man of God was growing slow, he made a mistake and he was almost killed by one of the Philistines' army. And Abishai 
saw that from way back and he fought close to David and he stopped their time. He came to David's aid. And listen to the last statement. That's what I want you to see. Read it. Ready? Read it. And struck the Phil and struck and killed the Philistine. Then David's men swore to him, You shall not go out again with us to battle, so that you do not extinguish the Lamb of Israel. You see, you don't extinguish the Lamb, the light of Israel. Mm -hmm. You see, if they have seen David to be one of those leaders, or this morning day team mm -hmm. that really, really tries to uh, sabotage their leadership, they would have seen it as an advantage. Why would I have to come to his aid? Come on, let him die early so I can take over. Mm. Are you seeing the picture I'm trying to draw? But look at the statement. When they realized that the old man was getting slower, the team came together. And they said, you know, Pops, it's good. You've done so much. You've brought us this far. We can carry on. But for the light of Israel not to go out, don't come with us anymore. Because as long as you stay relevant, as long as you're King David, as long as you're David, we can still be all that God wants us to be. They were telling David, you are our light. You are the one God chose to bring us to where we are. We wouldn't allow uncircumcised Philistines to deem that light because the moment that light is gone, it doesn't matter how strong some of us are, we're finished. See, I'm talking to you church leaders. If you don't believe in your leadership, don't join in. Or if you're in right now, I'll give you permission to get out. Because, you see, you don't know how that covering is doing for you. You don't know how much that covering has brought you. You don't know the spiritual strength behind that covering. That has brought you this far. Today you think you know how to sing. You know how to preach. You know how to pray. You know how to do church. So now you're waiting for the man or the woman of God to have, a, what do you call it, a crisis so that you can take advantage of that. That's not godly. He is your light. It doesn't matter. From the scriptures we read, Jesus is the light of this world. He came to give us light. He's endowed men with authority and with power who has also become your light. They're not your life because Christ has already given us that light. But these men bear, they like bearers. They're the people you went into their church and all of a sudden your eye opened and opened that business. Mm -hmm. They were the people, they don't look like much, but you started association with them and all of a sudden, you have meaning for life. You see, God will always bless you, but He can't bless you in a vacuum. He will use a vessel to bless you. So David, they call the light. You are the light of <coughs> Israel. And of a truth, Israel became a nation not too long ago. They were just a bunch of families and tribes moving from place to place. But when David took over, the Bible says that God taught his fingers to fight and his hands to war. Mm. When you read the psalm, the Bible says that God handpicked David from among his people, that no enemy could accept them. Let me add this, and if I finish, don't forget this. When you see somebody struggling, a child of God struggling, going through crisis upon crisis upon crisis, but the devil can't sink him, he's a light bearer. Mm. 
He carries something that is worldly. But because the devil knows that when he makes it, when he succeeds, everybody will be blessed, the devil begins to frustrate him. And sometimes I, I, I pity as the church because we don't, we, we don't have enough light to see what God is doing behind closed doors. We support the devil rather than support God. See, when God picks a man, he's just an ordinary man. But when he places his anointing over him, it's called the man of God. The man chosen by God for the people. And you see, when he's supported, when he's properly uh, uh, helped, when he's properly guided, he becomes a light for the people. I won't go into details, but I brought you this simple message I call light. Learn to protect your own eyes, your focus. Learn to protect your eyes and keep it single. Follow your vision. When God gives you a vision, he's calling you to a place of prosperity and success. When he gives you a vision, he's giving you meaning for life. Don't let the devil make your mind become double. A double-minded person is unstable. You can't make it. What has God called you to do? What has God called you for? You're in the house of God. You're hiding your vision. You're hiding your gift and your talent. You see, that's why you're always frustrated in life. But when you keep your eyes single on the prize, where God is calling you to, you will definitely bring it to pass. The second point is what I just told you. Who speaks the light of God in your heart? Who, when you meet every time you're down, you leave them pumped and encouraged and ready to go take on the world? They are the light bearers in your house. They might not look like much. Sometimes people might not respect you, but you know they carry something significant. That anytime you come into contact with them, you have a new idea of how you want your life to go. Please protect those people. Because they are the people God has brought into this world to shine the glorious light of God on our path. Make sure that you allow yourself to always take inventory of how your life was and how you want it to go. From this week we're going to teach series that will help you understand that vision is not an accident and vision does not just happen. People make it happen. Habakkuk says that even though the vision is for an appointed time, wait for it, it will come. Mm. <laughs> how do you see your way clearer in darkness? You need the light of God. This is Wisdom Connection. I'm your servant. I am Sam. From Wing Ministries, I have won, and I want you to win too. I'm here to serve you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to all our social media handles. We have a very beautiful one-minute um, TikTok video. I mean, subscribe to it, and let's make this, I mean, ministry easy. We want to have 1,000 subscribers at the end of 31st December. We'll share the testimony with you. So share our videos, let our, your friends subscribe it, and let's win by just gaining souls for Christ. God bless you till next time. This is Wisdom Connection.